0: coming off the top of the cage it is the top of the cage podcast i am billy alongside with justin justin another exciting week here on the pod another exciting interview coming on the line for the viewers here how, how you doing how you feeling about this week how you feeling about our interviews
1: uh yeah we got quite a few interviews um Coming out, including this one. The others, uh, you know, they, they might be staggered. We'll keep you updated on our socials. T O T C, all capital underscore capital P O D is our Twitter handle. And Instagram is T O T C underscore pod uh, lowercase. Yeah, I'm excited for um, all three of the interviews we have planned. But uh, this one is going to be a real fun one. Uh, It's with Bobby Orlando, the goatest of all time. I we have a lot of great questions. This will be a really fun, uh, different interview. It's going to be great. So uh, yeah, let's let's go. Let's continue.
0: And if you guys want to skip over the Wrestle News Talk we're about to do, head to minute 10:50 to get ready to hear the goatest of all time, Bobby Orlando before we bring you Bobby we just want to talk about two topics real quick uh the first is the NXT North American title change what happened uh this was wild it was a, it was a really fun episode of
1: NXT uh, NXT 2.0 i still don't like the color splash but what the show is all about i'm really digging it i love how it's uh, is it is more of a developmental show than it's ever been but it's still really good it's fun it's different and um, the guys involved in this big moment, this title change, are a big reason why. So uh, the show starts off with um, Hit Row were attacked. So Swerve is going to be without his backup the main event. So and Escobar has all of Legado waiting in the wings. Uh, we get to the main event. Uh, Santos and Swerve start the match. It's a great match. Legado tries to interfere. Uh, well, the tag team, not, uh, not Electra, But they are stopped by the heel, Carmelo Hayes, and his tag team partner, Trick. And, um, you know, something's probably up. And uh, Swerve retains. P- Everyone, including myself, thought Santos was going to take the title because Swerve is going to SmackDown with Hit Row. But no, he won. But then Carmelo and Trick is in the ring celebrating. I'm like, something's up. Something's up. And I remembered he has the contract. But isn't the Ride and Star contract just to set up a match? It's not like a Money in the Bank contract. No, it is like a Money in the Bank contract, I guess. Uh, because he then attacked a tired swerve after a war with his rival, Escobar. And uh, then he signed his contract, gave it to the ref, Another match started, another title match, and Carmelo defeated Twerve and became the North American champion. Uh, I actually liked this. It was unexpected and wild. Uh, I'm a big Escobar guy. I, 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 I would have loved him to be the title holder, but I think giving the title to Carmelo and having the winner of the tournament, um, Rising Star Tournament, this time actually win their title match is big. And Carmelo is a really interesting character. He's great in the ring really fun uh he's from Massachusetts and so are we so <laughs> I stand him for that and he's a chaotic guy and we also stand chaotic so congrats Carmelo Hayes formerly known as Christian Casanova on the Indies uh yeah it was it was fun it was a really fun event. it was a really great episode and it was a great title change they really uh, it was really well done all
0: right and one last thing we want to talk about before we get you to Bobby Orlando's interview is a quick rundown of WWE Crown Jewel a match card that's a little bit better than expected. Um, we won't take too much time diving into the matchups here. We'll just talk about them and give our pretty straightforward uh, prediction. So first things first, the universal championship match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I don't see Roman Reigns losing here.
1: I agree with that. This can be nice and quick and simple. Uh, the head of the table retains this, but this will not be the end. Um, I know there's reports that they're either going to have a rematch at Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. I fully expect it to happen, but I think Roman Reigns wins this one.
0: And next, we have the WWE Championship match between Big E and Drew McIntyre. Once again, I am saying the champion is going to retain here.
1: Me too. I think Big E retains. But I think this um, this could be match of the night or one of the matches of the night. Big E is great. Uh, His match with Bobby in the, the cage was awesome. Drew is awesome in the ring. It should be a great title match, but Biggie retains.
0: And on the SmackDown Women's Championship side, we have Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Uh again, I hate to say the champion retains for a third time, but I just I think Becky Lynch is too hot right now to lose either of these two. I could see Sasha making a surprise win as her surprise return happened at Extreme Rules, but I still think Becky's gonna retain.
1: So that's what I was thinking. I, I, as a booker, I'd keep it on Becky. But did you hear about, we're recording this on Monday. This will come out on Thursday, the morning of Crown Jewel. But uh, there's a title match on Monday Night Raw as we record. Um, Charlotte faces Bianca Belair <laughs> Blair for the Raw Women's Championship. And that has changed my opinion. I actually think Belair will win because uh, Belair and Becky are both going to Raw. And instead of just switching the titles, I think they'll do it this way. They'll have Bianca win the Raw Women's Championship and at Crown Jewel, Sasha Banks, the only one of the three stand in SmackDown, wins the title. That's what I'm thinking.
0: And then we have the no-holds-barred match between Goldberg and Bobby Lashley. I think that they're going to send the Saudi Saudi crowd at home happy with this one and have Goldberg go over Bobby Lashley. I agree with that.
1: I think Goldberg wins. Um, I don't like Goldberg. I like Bobby, but um, I expect this to be a very... We are talking about how this is a good card even for Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel is usually known for being really bad. I think this will be a really bad match. <laughs> but I think Goldberg gets to win.
0: And then we have Edge versus Seth Rollins in Hell in a So. I could see Seth Rollins winning this one. Um, this is tough. Edge won the first match.
1: Usually in trilogies, they do first wins the second and third. But um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with Edge. He's fighting for his family, man. He broke into his house. <laughs> I can't have him lose. <laughs> Actually, no, I take that back. Seth Rollins, because I think Seth Rollins versus Biggie is the first title feud for Biggie.
0: So yeah,
1: I'll, I'll say Seth Rollins. Just football, but Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is back.
0: Then we move on to the Raw Tag Team Championships, where we see RK Bro take on AJ and Omos again. Champion is going to retain here. I think AJ and Omos are great, but I just do not see them retain or winning these titles back.
1: Yeah, I don't see RK Bro losing it. As you know, I'm a huge Matt Riddle mark. I'm the biggest Matt Riddle mark in the world. Uh, go RK-Bro. RK-Bro wins.
0: And then we have Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali. And Mansoor is the Saudi goat. So, I mean, I, I don't think that Mustafa Ali will walk away with a win here. No, he's undefeated in the Saudi shows.
1: Um, he They go well for him. He's the hometown boy. So Mansour wins. And then we got two
0: other matches. Yes. So we have the Queen's Crown tournament final, which will likely be Selena Vega versus either Shayna Baszler or Dewdrop set to happen tonight is that second match. Uh, I think it's going to be Shayna and Selena Vega, and I think Shayna is going to murder Selena Vega.
1: I agree. I think Shayna squashes her in like three to four minutes. I think Shayna wins tonight. Uh, I think Dewdrop and Shayna could have a fun match, but it'll probably be quick. All these uh, Queen's Crown tournaments matches have been quicker than they should, um, and not the right person winning most of them, with the exception of Shayna and Drop. <laughs> so yeah, um, yep, uh, Shayna.
0: Shayna wins Queen Crown. She's the first queen. And well, lastly, we have the King of the Ring tournament final, which we'll see Finn Balor take on either Jinder Mahal or Xavier Woods. Again, that match had to happen tonight, the day of our recording. Again, go King Woods. If it isn't Xavier Woods, I will riot.
1: Yeah, I have a bad feeling. I'll, I'll still go with Woods because this is an Xavier Woods for King podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking with my heart, not my gut here. Xavier Woods over Finn Balor. Uh, King Woods crown him.
0: All right, and that is the card. I think that this definitely has the likelihood to be quite the banger. As you know, typically Saudi cards are not considered that, but uh I am excited to see this one.
1: Me too. And um I said, uh Biggie and Drew McIntyre match. And if Woods does win, Woods versus Finn Balor, uh, that could be match of the night. Um that I think that could slap. Like Xavier Woods doesn't get enough credit for how good he is. He's he's had great matches recently. Ricochet and him brought the house down. I remember him and Riddle a few months ago had a great match. Uh, Give me King Woods and Woods and let Woods and Finn Balor steal the show.
0: All right. And if you listened through the Wrestle Talk portion of our podcast tonight, thank you so much. And without any further ado, we bring you the goatest of all time, Bobby Orlando.
2: Alright, is, Bobby is your mom this is the Bobby Orlando song Bobby is the is, Bobby is your mom this is the Bobby Orlando song hi right,
1: guys welcome to top of the cage podcast we got a special interview episode once again and I'm excited for this guest this guy me too to <laughs> I hope so <laughs> uh, I'll do a little introduction for him uh, he is your mom he is mm. the goatest of all time the mm. Peacock Superstar. Mm.
2: He is Bobby Orlando. Da Bobby's here on this podcast with these two beautiful, handsome people that I could see on my screen, but they can't see me because I'm lying in my bed in the dark. And I think that'd be a uh, very disturbing thing to see on your screens. So I'm gracing you with this. Beautiful picture of me with a candy cane. I'm not sure if they'll be able to see that or not. Do you see me, like, l- literally with the candy cane on the screen?
1: We can I see it, yes.
2: <laughs> will, the, will, the, will the people see it? Uh, mostly not. It is an audio podcast. But, um, oh, well, God, yeah. Okay, well, there's a picture of me uh, taking a picture with a candy cane, and my brother's there. So uh, that's for 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 my eyes and these guys' eyes only. But for now, you have the, the, the honor and the privilege of being graced with my sexy voice and my sexy sniffles because I was out hiking all day, and it was a little chilly, so I might be sniffling a little bit. And that was, and that was my
0: introduction. Hello, everyone. Thank you. I don't think we could have done any better. I think that went pretty damn good. Well, you were talking about not being able to see you, but uh, Justin and I both saw you uh, a few Fridays ago down at the Haunting in Tokesbury. Oh,
2: Tokesbury, yes.
0: <laughs> and, uh, you know, one of the first things we saw about you was mm. your gear. You have oh. some very unique gear. Oh, yes. You want to talk about uh, where you might have got it from? Oh, sorry. I thought I was going to burp
2: for a second, but I couldn't get it out. Hold on. This is this is annoying me. I have to get this burp out before I start talking. Uh, yes. You're welcome, everybody. I, I am I am a rock and roll machine, aka I let it fly. Um, my beautiful, beautiful, sexy gear that I made in my head. I came up with the design. I was like, this is gonna be colorful, vibrant, and it will be. A tribute to what's going on inside my head, which is a.k.a. a clusterfuck of emotions. Uh, I get my gear made by No Gimmick. I can't speak. No Gimmick Gear. She made my top, which is the beautiful, sexy Bobby Orlando vest. And then my pants were made by uh, a woman on Instagram called More Riot. She's from I don't know where, like some foreign country. But she does great work. She does anything from pants, jackets, shoes. Uh, She does some masks. But I just needed some pants because if I'm going to be wrestling, I want to look stylish while I do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would I wear black trunks when I could be wearing uh, distressed denim with paint splattered all over it? Uh, That's just how I roll. That's how I've always rolled. If if I'm going to be seen... In public, especially in the middle of a ring with a bunch of people staring at me, I want to look my best and my sharpest. And I wear a vest because these motherfuckers be throwing these chops out here. They think they're all strong style. I got to protect myself. You know what I'm saying? Why would I be shirtless when that's like prone to more pain? So I come prepared. You know what I'm saying? If it were up to me, I'd wrap myself in bubble wrap and go out there. But I don't think that'd be... I don't think that'd be ideal for actually hitting wrestling moves. So I have to have some level of flexibility and comfort.
1: It's definitely more stylish. The The second you came out, you we were both instantly fans. Like, I loved your look. And then it wasn't just your look that appealed to you, it was also your buddy, Bobby Jr. Oh! Uh, the legendary uh, a real life goat. Uh, he might real be life.
2: a stuffed animal, but he's real. That you know, stuffed animal, yes. People people come to shows with their own stuffed animal variations and they're like, Oh, I got my own Bobby Jr. I'm like, Of course that's cute and all, but you will never have the real deal.
1: No, of course not. Yeah, you can't Bobby Jr. The great ring gear, and also you have one of the greatest ring songs of all time. I'm not exaggerating, like it is it is fire, dude. I was listening it, on YouTube like yesterday, like on repeat.
2: Uh, the you... Bobby Orlando song. Can you talk about the creation of the song and just how that was made and who made it? So, a longtime friend and tag team partner of mine, Max Caster, you may have heard of him from all Elite wrestling. He was literally chilling one day and I hit him up. I'm like, yo, man, I, well, actually I'll backtrack. So I've had multiple ring entrance song music things in the past. Sorry, there's like a motorcycle outside my window this bish uh yes but i was very like i'm i have hard i have a hard time with like decision making which i guess could like kind of be attributed to my gear where i have like so much going on that i can't just pick one theme you know i have to have to just it all bunched together so i'd always like have just like new music every month i was just like ah let's use blink 182 today oh let's use gangsta's paradise today I would just like go back and forth, go back and forth, to the point where I was just like, what happens if I just get custom music made? Because I could never find a song that kind of fits who I am because I'm just so unique and different. So no artist, no offense to all the artists out there. They can't really get a good, I, I can't really vibe with it, you know what I'm saying? So I talked to Max, who was making his own music at the time, not entrance music, but just you know, own, own music, own diss tracks. And I only came up with, one part of the song which is the main hook i came up with the bobby is the go bobby is your mom this is the bobby orlando song part and that's all i came up with and i said this is a couple lines make art and then he made that it's so. definitely
1: art and that oh. hook is just fire like i have
2: that i will never ever have a more proud moment in my life than coming up with that hook
1: it's just genius you're a genius you you uh, i try it Fred slaps you make that you're just
2: the smartest man in the ring oh uh, that's what i'm saying yo. but also i don't want to you know i don't want to you know bo- boost my ego more than it is but after that everyone started hitting up max for entrance speech.
1: max is a great uh, artist and he intertwines uh, music in his acclaimed act in AW, and uh, that there you go. A He's
2: one. the best wrestler alive. <laughs>
1: he is great.
2: He's the best.
1: Uh, so, what's it? What was it like teaming with him?
2: Oh man, <laughs> he is—he is who he is. I'll say that. What you see on TV is who he is. He is the platinum motherfucker. He is Max Caster. He is an experienced. There's no one else like him. And like I said, who he is on TV is who he is in real life. It's not a gimmick. We go way back. Oh, my God. To like 2017 at this point. And yeah, seeing him succeed is one of the coolest things. Because I've known him since when he was just doing little local indies to now this. You know what I'm saying? It's almost as cool as like you're, you succeeding is seeing your friend succeed. You know what I'm saying? Definitely.
0: Do you have a favorite match that you and Max had together? Let me think that we
2: both of us were in,
0: yeah. So you could have cool. even been opponents if you wanted me.
2: Uh, this is actually the most
0: <laughs> this is like kind of a meme
2: answer, but also kind of not at the same time. I swear to god, this is actually one of our my favorite matches with him, and Bryce was involved too. Bryce Donovan, who I still team with, we. <laughs> In like 2018, we would just go do Grimm's Toy Show, <laughs> the YouTube show, yeah, for just for fun because we just I don't know if we had nothing going on on the Sundays when he usually would tape, we would just go and just like wrestle like our friends and stuff like that because why not? He also has a large following, cool guy by the way, but um, we had a match with the the Beach Bums who are no longer around except for TJ Crawford. It was TJ Crawford, Freddie Flamingo, who's not wrestling anymore, and then Brody, who's not wrestling anymore. But it was us, and then me, Max, and Bryce. And we wrestled in, like, a 20-minute match where all we used was just, like, weird weapons, like umbrellas and VHS tapes and pineapples. And we just literally had the most unreal, silly match of all time to the point where we still talk about to this day, like, you know what? That match was like in just a random warehouse in New Jersey for like kids on YouTube. But that was like one of the most, like we went so in, it was even funny <laughs> for no reason.
0: That's so fucking awesome. Like it
2: wasn't though. an indie show. It was just a random, you know, fun YouTube match. But man, that was, that was a fun match. Like, it, it, like, Halfway through the match, Max got his fucking pants pulled down and his ass was just sticking out for 10 more (laughs) minutes and just did not pull his pants up the entire time. (laughs) But uh, don't worry, it was blurred, obviously. But uh, we had fun. It was a fun time. That sounds
1: ridiculously just amazing to watch.
2: I think it was, uh, if anyone wants to watch it, it was like, I think it was like Grimma Mania or something like that. I don't know like the episode number, but if you type in like Shukru Grimma Mania, it'll probably pop up.
1: I definitely will watch that. Uh, you it use is it just, it's pineapple? just
2: unreal. I'm wearing like a pineapple romper. It's, it's, it's a disaster, but also a masterpiece at the same time.
1: So you, you trained at Creative Pro, correct?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, the New York, New York, yes. So
1: there's Creative Pro and there's WrestlePro. I'm wondering uh, what the difference is because they both put on shows, but they're both run by Pat Buck, correct?
2: Yeah. So WrestlePro existed before CreatorPro. Pro. Um, Pat Buck had his own wrestling school and it was in New Jersey, the Railway Rec Center. But back then it was it was called PWS Pro, Pro Wrestling Syndicate, which eventually evolved into WrestlePro. But Uh, Brian Myers, who's one of the other head trainers at uh, the uh, Creative Pro New York location, he was going there to train after he got released the first time. And he was like, damn, why am I traveling all this way? And he admittedly, uh, he will admit he selfishly just made a wrestling school so he'd have a place to work and wrestle and train. But then that turned into the Creative Pro Wrestling Academy, which to this day I firmly believe is one of the best – Wrestling schools in the country, not just New York, literally in the country. If you got, if you live within an hour or two from Creative Pro Wrestling Academy, and you want to become a wrestler, I highly suggest you go there. But yeah, he made that school, so it's kind of like the sister promotion, or just like I guess they're on the same level. So they're like, you know, the sister promotion to Wrestle Pro, but we kind of compare the two because most of our students work each shows. Like I, I work Wrestle Pro shows. Russell Pro students for Creative Pro shows. So it's kind of always been compared to each other. There's there's similarities, but there's also differences, but at the end of the day, we kind of share the same family. So yeah. That's kind of it, it is hard it is hard to you 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 can get easily confused,
0: but I uh I trained at the New York one. So was Brian one of the people that directly trained you at Creative Pro? Yes.
2: I was I I say I was trained Oh fuck! I gotta mention a million people right now. <laughs> the main people I contribute my training to, especially within the first few years, Brian Myers, aka Kurt Hawkins, formerly known as Kurt Hawkins, uh, Pat Buck, Max Caster. Actually, he was one of the head trainers, still is. Uh, Johnny Clash, and uh, I say VSK and Alex Reynolds too. They all I've uh, been very uh, important parts in my wrestling training and journey. So I, I say all them.
0: And those are that's a great list of people there, too. That is a great list of people, right?
1: Yeah, I know you've had a couple matches at BSK, too, that are really fun to watch.
0: Oh, yes, we have
2: wrestled a bunch. He's need me in the face a lot, but I love it.
1: You got you hit him a few times, too. Slammed him on the
2: mat. Oh, I, be, I, I beat him up. Yes, we, we've had our wars. I, the best is when I sprayed uh, I sprayed uh, <laughs> massage oil in his face, that was a good one. I didn't see that one. I've seen a couple, but not that one. I don't think that match exists on YouTube. I don't yeah. think it was filmed. That was one of the matches that like was not filmed, and I'm very upset to this day because it's like one of my favorite matches, or singles matches, I guess.
1: You're talking about matches that you're proud of. Uh, what are some other
2: that you're most proud of? One of my favorite matches, uh, I'll say this, is I don't even know why it's one of my favorite matches. It just is for some reason. Um, it's a triple threat tag match. It's me and Bryce Donovan versus the even Stevens who are creative pro students. Uh, it's Steve Somerset, Steven Azure, and then the former breakfast club who are not a tag team anymore, but I'm sure, you know, CPA who just wrestled the big show on AEW dark and Kip Stevens. And for some reason it was at creative pro show. And it was like one of the smaller shows. Cause it was the show we had at the actual school which only holds about 100 people. But for some reason, I just loved that match. It was the main event. It was at the five-year anniversary show of create pro And there's, like, nothing specific that just happened in that match. There wasn't, like, a moment or anything that really stands out. But just, like, while I was in there and even afterwards, I was just like, damn, like, I felt on my fucking game the entire time. And it's just one of those situations where everything went so smooth. Um, uh, there also was a point where I punched CPA and in the process of punching him, I punched his tie off. I grabbed his tie, threw it in the air and I got stuck on a ceiling beam. I didn't even know until after the match when everyone's like, yo, his tie's up there. I was like, yo, did I do that?
0: <laughs> That's just one of those. You can't, you couldn't do that. If you tried I, I didn't even
2: time. try to screw it up. I'm like, oh, get the fucking tie away from me. Did he ever get the tie back? Oh yeah. We just jumped up and got it afterwards. I love CPA. Even if I did, punch him.
1: <laughs> okay, so we talked about matches that people could see you in, but there's another way people can uh, watch Bobby Orlando. Oh, yes. Uh, you are now a Peacock superstar.
2: Then, now, and forever.
1: Uh, last week's episode, episode eight of Frogger and
2: Peacock. Frogger and Peacock, check it out. I did some sick tricks on that freaking show.
1: Yeah. how it, uh, Talk about your experience. What was it like uh, running through the obstacle course?
2: Um... Oh, yeah. So, believe it or not, that show was filmed in Australia. So, that was an experience in of itself. Was there, I don't know if I can say the time frame, but uh, it was an insane experience. We filmed in like this warehouse and they had this whole insane crazy set where like there was different obstacle courses there was a candy land which i competed on i jumped from candy bar to candy bar i was on some monkey bars that were like candy canes uh there was other courses i didn't get to do but there was like a space course and a pirate course and all these crazy courses that i kind of am jealous that i didn't get to compete on the pirate one because that one looked so fun but uh the whole experience was a blast, anyways. And um yeah, now I'm a I am a peacock superstar. It
1: was definitely a fun run. And um one thing you did, you uh there was a beam, and instead of going under it,
2: you jumped yeah. over it like it's yeah. top rope see uh, yeah. I should have done a low-pace suicida. Uh, instead of a top I don't know. I really can't tell you what I was thinking. At the time, it seemed like the smartest option. I if I were to go back, I would have gone underneath it. But you live and you learn. And I learned that if I were ever to find myself in a Candyland obstacle course again in my life, which I probably won't, I shall go underneath the bar instead of going over the bar. But it did make for good TV, and it was a sick trick. Nonetheless, my face might disagree because I smacked it on that shit <laughs> twice in a row. Spoilers. But uh, I won't say anything else besides that. I, I. Uh, I'm not gonna go as far as to say as I embarrass myself, but I think I made people know that I, I, I'll, I'll go to great lengths lengths to get the job done on a candy themed obstacle course.
1: I don't think you embarrassed yourself. I mean, that... I know, I know. Like I'm on,
2: I'm a motherfucking peacock superstar. What's up? You know what I'm saying? I can't embarrass myself.
1: But uh, uh spoilers if you didn't see, you might want to turn uh, turn off real quick. But um. He said the first jump, you didn't know what you're thinking. But the second jump, you were talking to yourself. Like, we
2: heard you talking. You're like, maybe I should go under. And then you just went under well, again. Thing. Okay, I'll say this. I'll say this part. Well, I was on that thing for a while. <laughs> Look, because the longer I waited, the farther they went apart. Like, when they'd, they were moving, so they'd go far back and then come closer. But, like, they didn't come as close as it was beforehand. So, like, the longer I waited, the, the farther it got. So when I said, oh, maybe it's better to go underneath, after I said that, I let it go back and forth for a couple other more times. And by that point, it wasn't easier to go underneath. So that's why I was like, shit, I got to jump again. The way it was edited, it made it look like I was like, oh, maybe better to go underneath. And then I just jumped over instead. Meanwhile, that was, like, two minutes later.
1: Some, uh, editing magic.
2: God bless them. A, they did a hell of a job. Shout out to the editing team and production team of Frogger.
1: It's really complex, like, courses, too. Like, the, the final one, like, a, there, was like a, there was, like, a helicopter over the temple.
2: I know. I didn't even make it. The damn hippo <laughs> took me out. Damn hippos. <laughs> the Damn hippo, man. The fudge.
1: of Bobby Orlando that know you know that you don't come alone. You come with Bobby Jr. That's my homie. And um, when, when you're wrestling and Bobby Jr. is on the side, uh, do you worry about him by himself? At, oh,
2: yes, because for some reason people always want to get their grubby little hands on him. It's crazy, yo. It's I don't amazing. know why they do that.
1: Me too. I was angry they did that chaotic. Uh,
2: I know. Chaotic, Paris uh, Van, Van Dow.
1: Just the, the gall. I don't, I don't get it.
2: The goal, that's a great word, the goal. Because it's just, it's, just it's just dirty at that point. You know what I'm saying? They know that, oh, Bobby Orlando's kicking our butts. Let's go to the lowest of lows and involve his best buddy, Bobby Jr., to get him distracted because they know I would never, ever let anything bad happen to Bobby Jr. And then that's what happens. And then I, I have to, like,
0: sacrifice myself in order for him to be okay. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what true love is. So you're talking about the bond you guys have. I know earlier we talked about Bobby Jr. being asleep. Do you guys actually live together so that way you can enhance that bond you guys have? Oh, 100%. We're roommates. So if you guys are roommates, him. what does yes. Bobby Jr. eat?
2: What does he eat?
0: Mm-hmm. What's his favorite meal?
2: A Chipotle. He <laughs> loves Chipotle, but he always has stinky farts.
0: Oh, I would imagine that his farts are not very pleasant. I got you, Bobby Jr. What's his ideal order? Is he a a bowl guy, a burrito guy? He's a, this is, okay. This is where we don't see eye to eye. I'm a bowl guy.
2: He is not even a burrito guy. You know what he is? Let's hear it. He gets those, the three, the three tacos, the three hard shell tacos. (laughs) Who gets that?
0: Bobby Jr., we need to have a talk about here. We need to talk. We need to have a talk about this. We to have a talk habits. with Bobby Jr., man.
2: I, I I get so embarrassed when I go to the Chipotle because they know me there. They, I go there every day. They're like, yo, what's up, Bobby? I go, yo, what's up, John? And then they're like, yo, Bobby Jr., is he going to do it today? Is he going to get the bowl? I'm like, nah, not today, man. He still wants to go to get his three freaking hard tacos. It's they absurd. know they
1: had hard tacos,
2: to be honest. <laughs> they did get like the three. You know, like when you go to like uh, Taco Bell and they have the Dorito Locos tacos? Yeah. With the hard shell—it's like that, but like eat like
0: stale, stale top. And I love eating Chipotle, but man, those taco shells are not good. So, in your opinion, do you believe that Bobby Jr. could go toe to toe with the likes of someone like Paul Heyman on the mic? Oh yeah, on the Look, mic? On the mic? Are they been? He's a, a manager, right? No, I mean
1: either or, but we're thinking Bobby Jr. is a manager. Can he uh, outtalk Paul Heyman?
2: oh i may mean, be hard he, he is the promo god maybe i don't know bobby jr is a hell of a promo but we'll we'll have to hope. hopefully someday we can put that to the test if we have a promo battle
1: definitely definitely need that i mean if you and bobby jr make it the peacock back again
2: uh, oh we're peacock superstars we're gonna be back there all the time once you're a peacock you never go back you know what i'm saying Maybe you'll you maybe you'll come back when Bobby Jr. gets
1: added to uh, Frogger season two.
2: Oh! Frogger season! Yo, he might, y'all. I would just throw him across the course. I'm like, go, and I go splash. We're gonna do our uh,
1: final questions of the night, and it oh! our I'm question curious. we asked. Well, it's a two part question? We asked this to everyone that we have on. Okay, part one. What is your dream match with anyone from wrestling history? Um, It can be one-on-one, but it can be triple threat. There's no rules. Any stipulation, whatever you want to do.
2: Well, this is depressing. Because at the beginning of the year, I always make a dream list thingy, you know? Where I'm like, oh, these are three opponents I want to wrestle this year. And my number one dream match for the longest time was New Jack. (laughs) R.I.P. now. That can't happen. I guess my current dream, I don't know. I never really, I kind of have like dream match stipulations instead of opponents. If I could say a dream stipulation.
1: Yeah, there's no rules.
2: I want to have the first boiler room brawl on the Independence or scaffold match.
1: Okay, that sounds dangerous.
0: (laughs) That's why I want to do it. That's terrifying. That's like a horror movie. Like oh, well. <laughs> so who would you want to be in that boiler room brawl with you, though? Current rest. Um,
2: mm, I don't know. Probably someone like random. Well, like, I don't know. I, you know what? I, I'll take on any, all comers. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. I
0: ain't afraid. So, a little open challenge, actually.
2: A little open challenge. Whoever wants to take on Bobby Orlando in a boiler room brawl DM me. <laughs> That's the weirdest DM <laughs> request ever. Hey, DM me if you want to wrestle in a boiler room.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, we do expect nothing less. I will nothing say that. Anymore. Um. All right, Bobby. Well, we just want to thank you so much oh, for taking a, the time to join part, us. I thought it was part one. Part one. Oh, we did have a part two. Part two was uh, going to be about your... Uh, dream match with any current wrestler, but like we just said. Oh
2: yeah, I don't. not know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we got know. an open challenge for the boiler room. Open bra. challenge, bring it on! <laughs> <laughs> if people want to DM you for that boiler room brawl, where can they DM you at?
2: At the Bobby Orlando on Twitter and Instagram. I tried to change my username to at Peacock Superstar today, but you can only have 15 letters, and that was 16. I have a Facebook, but I don't use it a lot. I have a TikTok. I don't use it a lot. It's at the Bobby Orlando again. Oh, and I made a new YouTube channel, but I, it's, it's just gotest of all time. And then you can see all my promos on there. And
0: yeah. Very, very cool. It is cool. It's the coolest. <laughs> it's the gotest. Some might say. <gasps> it's true. All right, again. Well, thank you again, Bobby, for joining us here tonight. And Thank you, friends. You are okay. more than welcome to come back whenever you want.
2: I'm coming back tomorrow.
0: All right. Sounds joking. good to us.
2: I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> but you are splendid, people. Thank you for being courteous and kind to me on this podcast. And also, thank you for not having a two-hour podcast because I've been on those before. They're really long.
1: <laughs> no, no. We don't want to hold you. We know you got life. You got things
2: to do. Yo, Bobby Jr., I got to freaking put him to bed soon, you know?
1: Yeah, it's getting close to his bedtime. It's getting cranky.
2: He's getting a little cranky. No, he does. He starts kicking me like a horse or like a donkey sometimes, but he's a goat.
0: Well, make sure you give him a little kiss on the forehead from top of the cage. I got you. And billion Juice. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you again, Bobby. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, and if you guys are hearing us on this side of the count, that means that our interview with Bobby Orlando is over. What a fucking interview that was! What a oh, guy!
1: Yes, that was um definitely new for uh for us at least. Bobby Orlando's the man, um, that was great. Bobby Jr. Maybe we'll have Bobby Jr. and Bobby Orlando next time. Um,
0: I do, I do hope he ended up giving him that little smooch on the forehead for us.
1: We'll see. We'll follow up on that.
0: (laughs) And again, if you guys want to find Bobby Orlando on social medias, you can find him at the Bobby Orlando. You cannot find him, however, at Peacock Superstar. That was, again, too many letters. But he is a Peacock Superstar.
1: Not even Twitter can take that away from him.
0: All right, Juice. We have a couple more things to uh, wrap up before we finish here tonight.
1: On Saturday night. Uh, Bound for Glory Impact's pay per view will happen at ten o'clock p.m. Um, why ten p.m. Well, because Impact has good relations with AW and AW Dynamite. Dynamite is at eight to ten. Bound for Glory is a great card. I'm really excited for it. Um, also has the the, the big mat. Uh, well, not the big mat. The big match is Alexander versus Christian Cage. But uh, every Bound for Glory has um, Call Your Shotgun. It's like a twenty person battle rail, kind of like a Royal Rumble. Um, we'll see debuts and returns in that match. It'll be a blast. It's also intergender. It's just a spectacle. It's a really fun match. Um, this is going to be a fun card. Uh, definitely check it out if you can. Uh, you can order it on Fight. It's 40 bucks on Fight. Check that out. Uh, our next news quickly to talk about, well, it's uh, more just drawing attention to a great cause. It's also impact-related. Ace Austin. And his girlfriend, Gia Miller, who is Impact's uh, backstage uh, interviewer, both Impact talents, both great. Uh, sadly, the, earlier in the week, their house, their apartment uh, caught on fire. They were able to escape, thank God. And the firefighters, uh, they also rescued their cat. So their cat is fine. All three of them are fine. But you, how can you help them? Go to their Twitters, and they have GoFundMe. It's in. It'll be in the podcast description and a link, Add uh, to their GoFundMe. It's also on their Twitters. Uh, inevitable Ace Austin has to them. and then Gia Miller's as well. I don't think she has a check mark, but donate to them. Um, they lost everything. They lost their apartment. Luckily, they have their lives, their health, and their cat. And you know the family's still together, so that's great. Um, thoughts and prayers with them. Help them out. A lot of generous people have already donated. The GoFundMe is doing well, but they could always use more help. So definitely go and do that.
0: This ends our day tonight on Top of the Cage. So as we come down and crash to the mat, we just want to say thank you again for joining us. Thank you again to Bobby Orlando. And Juice, where can the people find us on social media? On Twitter. We are
1: T-O-T-C underscore pod. T-O-T-C, all capital letters. P is capital. The O-D are not capital. On Instagram, it's T-O-T-C underscore pod, all lowercase. Um, those, that's where you can find us. Uh, look, we got a lot coming to you soon. Um, we're in an exciting time at Top the Cage. Thank you for tuning in. And you're all amazing. Yes. Godus of all time. Sincerely, your mom.